if that's supposed to be a time off, and I know not all businesses are, are that way, but if if you have a five, you know, you're five days a week, and it's set, don't don't email them during their quiet time. Welcome to the podcast, Keeping It Real: The Purpose Driven Life with Laura and Lynn. Tune in for candid conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and actionable advice on navigating life and business. Today, we're going to talk with you about becoming whole, about being that whole person and that balance between personal and professional life. I think this is a really hard one because when you think about what is balance, it looks different for everyone. You know, I spent a lot of years wondering like, oh, am I balanced enough? Am I, you know, getting enough balance between my home life and my work life? Because I like to work. I'm one of those people that really look at my professional career as something I love to do. And so I really had to redefine what balance meant to me and how this, you know, so I I really started looking at the science behind wellness and well-being. And a lot of my keynotes have been about, you know, the eight dimensions of wellness and really being that whole person and making sure that we are aware of the different dimensions within our whole being. So just to share a little bit about that with you, in the eight dimensions, there's, you know, the obvious uh, emotional wellness, there's environmental wellness, there's social wellness, financial wellness, spiritual wellness, occupational wellness, and I've forgotten the other two, just even as I'm saying them. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really showing even in, and as I'm talking about them, that we aren't thinking about all our different dimensions within ourselves a hundred percent of the time. So it's really, you know, backing up and saying, okay, what do I need to focus on so that I feel more balanced? So if you're going through a particularly hard time with finances, you might be putting more energy into your financial wellness. And that might be where you're looking for resources uh, around your business or your own personal life. At another time, you might really be feeling unbalanced in your social interactions. I know during uh, COVID, that was really hard for people in terms of what was creating social wellness when we lost contact, in-person contact. And I found that that was when a lot of my um, virtual groups started forming. So that I felt like I had more balance in that social dimension. The one that really um, I want to talk about briefly here that really is a alarm for me is that science has shown that 52% of our time needs to be spent resting. So then you ask yourself, what is rest? Lynn, what do you think? What what is rest to you when you well, think of yourself resting? What what would it be? Um, really, just relaxing and doing something, listening to music, uh, meditating, um, watching a good movie. To me, that's resting. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's not sleep. It's not necessarily sleep. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be sleep. It's just being in that state of just calmness and enjoyment. And we tend to be go, go, if we're go, 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 especially with, um, if you're starting a new business, if you are putting in a lot of hours Mm -hmm. towards launching your services or your product, you might feel a little out of balance 
So you really need to be mindful of what does rest look like to you and giving yourself about 10 hours out of your 24 hours where you're resting, where you're doing something you're enjoying. Yeah. 10 hours. (laughs) So going back to, you know, some people are, they getting, are you getting eight hours of sleep? Well, maybe Mm -hmm. you feel like you don't need eight hours of sleep. So how much, how much sleep do you need? And so then if you're not getting that 10 hours of rest during that 24 hour period, the idea would be, okay, you could catch up on the weekends, but seldom does that happen because then individuals are putting everything they couldn't get done in the week into the weekend. And for a while there, I was notorious, you know, for working on weekends. So I got into the habit of really making sure that I had one day on the weekend, you know, it could be Saturday, Sunday, either one, where that was literally my quiet day. And I made sure that I was doing something fun and I was resting and connecting with my family. Um, my husband, I just really wanted to make sure that I was taking time for my well-being. And so that's when we talk about balance, there's not a clear cut formula. It's really about what's finding what's right for you. So I'm going to go back to the the eight <laughs> dimensions because it's really bothering me that <laughs> the two? Uh, that I left out <laughs> two of them. So I'm I'm checking my notes here. Um, okay, check because notes. I think that's really important that I I, I mentioned those. So going back to oh, and of course you know as I did that. I closed out my notes. That doesn't help either. <laughs> so this is, you know, this is one well, of those Well, I, I tell you what, while you're working on that, I'll tell you, my, that has been a, a, an issue for me as well. I mean, I same way, I've, I've worked a lot in my life and I've actually got to a point where I actually um, wanted more balance and had more balance in my life. And it's been um, something that I work on. It's not a gimme, right? So I have to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm feeling a little bit out of balance. I'm feeling like I need to have a little more downtime. I have to actually insert it in into my uh, schedule a lot of times and, and plan it. And, you know, so yes, understand. Okay. Now this is where I'm going to laugh at myself because the okay. two that I, I um, couldn't find in my my mind when we were when I was first talking about them is the obvious physical. Okay. Physical is one <laughs> of the easiest dimensions in terms of wellness that we can think about. You know, how are we moving? How are we making sure, you know, be it taking a walk every day or, you know, how are we building time in our schedule to keep moving? Um, I think that's a really important one, but often one that people can approach in terms of becoming whole. Uh, most people approach that first. Because they're like, oh, sure, it's easy to, to find time. If I'm going to find time to do anything, it's going to be, I'm going to find time to move. I'm going to find time to walk. Um, and the, the eighth one. Really? Was, well, <laughs> it requires the least amount of thought. Like, seriously. Like, you could right. just say, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk. Right. I'm not saying you you're, you necessarily do it. So then that, that goes back. <laughs> That goes back okay. to the coaching and that the habit back, forming. Yes, yes. yes. That where goes you, back then, yes. You mark it on your calendar. You make mm-hmm. sure that it's it's a priority. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, for this month, my priority is going to do this. And I, I did experience that this summer. I decided on um, June 1st, I was going to start a CrossFit, uh, at a CrossFit gym. 
And I put it on my calendar and, you know, through the month of June, I did three times a week, except for the week I was on vacation. And then in, and then in July, I, I increased it. I was ready to increase it to four to five days a week. And so that's, you know, now we're in August. So now I'm like, okay, you've, you've shown consistency here. So now it's, you know, I'm, I'm really being conscious that it is, you know, four to five days a week. Um, yes. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's once you can build that habit, people say mm-hmm. a habit takes, you know, 20, oh, 20 days to 40 yes. days to become habit. That's not necessarily true. That's not really been founded research. It depends. It depends on the goal, depends on what it is that you're trying to build the habit around. Right. But I do want to say, I want to go back to consistency. You know, so today as I left the gym, I said, oh, I mean, I had a great workout, but I was really tired. I said, oh, it's going to be really hard to come back tomorrow. And my coach looked at me and she's like, no, you've got to come back. You just got to keep moving. Um, And so the key is, even if I if tomorrow's not as great of a day, I'm going to keep moving. So it's it's also being realistic in that in that sense of balance, too. And then the eighth one was intellectual. And that's one I haven't, I don't focus on a lot because that one comes really easily to me because I love to read. It's been part of my academic career. Being intellectually balanced, you know, it's like, okay, am I taking time to learn? I'm a lifelong learner. So it's okay that you have some of those dimensions that kind of fade into or kind of, you know, go to the background at times. But even, um, you know, just being aware of the ones that you need to work on. So part of balance even is, you know, when you're looking at occupational balance is, you know, some of these blend over into the others. So let's look at in your occupational balance, are you creating a warm, inviting environment? So if you've heard of blue, the color blue, they've found that if you are in a room, if you're working in a room that has the color the colors, you know, different hues of blue, um, it's actually a very calming, welcoming, um, it, we breathe better. So those are ways that we can create balance. Um, green is another popular color when it comes to environmental wellness. So, you know, um, you know, thinking about what could I do to blend some of these dimensions together so that I can feel more balanced and more whole and being me. Mm-hmm. Yes, excellent. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the balance part is tricky, especially as we have. So we have all this new technology that's technically supposed to help us stay more balanced, stay more organized, stay more, stay more busy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, the balance is like out the window. So I have all this help, and it's like, oh, over there, over there, over there, over there. Um, squirrel. <laughs> um, I th- I think that's a a great. I love that line just because it it is. It's it's a tricky thing. It definitely has to be a conscious thought for me for sure. In my work environment, it's very motivated for uh, working too much. And uh, I just have to pay attention that I don't uh, buy into the that balance, being out of balance and working all the time is a good thing. I mean, right. that's, that's no, that is not a good thing. You and, need to rest. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes work is overrated. 
Mm-hmm. Overrated. Because if you don't have the balance, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not fun. At some point, it's just not fun. My other story is I, I had gotten to the point in my career where I was, because I was working so much and I am notorious. I've worked two, two jobs at a time. Um, that's for a long time was my norm. I'd, you know, work one and it was essentially one and a half jobs. So I'd have my full-time job and then I'd have a part-time job on top of that. And I wasn't helping with any of the household responsibilities in terms of fixing dinner and things like that. And it was great because my husband had gotten used to fixing dinner when I was working on my PhD. And so he was used to just making dinner and, you know, that was the routine. But then I realized I was missing out on that connection time with him. Mm. And so when I, I found that when I took a break, so I closed my computer and, um, you know, we had planned dinner. So we knew we like 30 minutes before dinner and I would purposely go help chop the vegetables. I would go help fix the meal that helped us in our relationship as well. Mm. So they're going back to that. If you go into that social wellness d- dimension, that was part of that. So another example of where, I had to be really mindful of my boundaries between occupational and social and making sure I was taking time for that, that, that connection, those relationships. So I just want to throw that out there because sometimes we think the very thing we don't have time to do, like fixing dinner is actually what we need to be doing because of the, the change in, in what we're doing. Right. And you kind of miss the, like you said, you miss the whole emotional part about dinner and hanging out and yeah yeah um i used to uh go east um because of you know living in seattle sometimes the sunshine well there's sunshine to the east and for years i would yep okay time to go east and go get some sunshine but what it ended up doing is it ended up giving me space into my life where i go wow, I really like being off. I mean, it was like a novelty to me for the exact same reason that for many, many years, I had done the same thing. I, I worked a day job, had a, a night job, and or and, and then I had a new job that I could just work unlimited. And so I thought this was the greatest thing in the world, except I couldn't even take a vacation. I'd go on vacation, I'd be calling the tape and I'd be, I'd be, you know, wanting to find out what's going on at work. And I'm, I, I'm on a beach working, worrying about work. I mean, that's, my balance was just way off. And so, yeah, once I discovered the balance of, oh, hey, there's work and there's play. I, oh, I like play. Oh, I kind of miss that. And so it was oh, eye-opening to find that there was another side to life besides work. Wanna, that that jogged a thought here too. Um, the, the creator of the term burnout He was a psychologist that worked um, a lot. I mean, he was the same kind of, you know, he worked his private practice during the day and then he went to a clinic at night and he was working all the time and his family noticed that. Like his family realized that, you know, he was starting to get grumpier and very short tempered and and they, they talked him into taking a vacation. And it was because he finally let go and like you said, he discovered, oh, the difference with relaxing, how he's able to come back to work with a fresher perspective. It wasn't that he stopped working any less, but it was that when he chose to take a vacation, he really took the vacation. 
you know, and, right. and so many times we know people that, um, you know, they'll keep checking email on vacation and it's like, no, stop. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We've got to retrain ourselves to take a break and to model that for our employees. So that if we're in a profession, if we're managing other people, what are the boundaries that we want to model for our own employees, our own team? An example of that is not emailing your team members, your employees on the weekends. If that's supposed to be a time off, and I know not all businesses are that way, but if if you have a five, you know, you're five days a week and it's set, don't, don't email them during their quiet time. You can now, because of technology, you can schedule that email to go out the next morning. You can write it. If you're choosing to work and you want to write it that night, that doesn't mean you have to send it. You can wait to send it the next day because I can, I can remember having those stress attacks on a Sunday night because I would get that email from my supervisor and I'd be like, Oh, we got to do it right now. You know, it's, and I'm like, no, no, I don't have to do it right now. I can wait till tomorrow morning when I'm on the clock, so to speak. And so it's those little habits. Like what do we want to model for that work-life balance? How do we want to model healthy boundaries? How do we want to model, you know, really making sure that we're not contributing to the rampant increase of burnout and fatigue, because then that really takes away from the quality of our performance. It takes away from our imagination and our creative solutions and our businesses. You know, there's so many, it's long-term, it's very detrimental. And so once again, our community, we can help with that. We can, you know, um, I coach people all the time on how to create um, a life of well-being and it does take practice because I'll be really good about a habit and then I'll fall off and I'll have to restart and that's okay mm-hmm. too and if you have that support system you know we kind of hold each other um, accountable so to speak but we also are very um, understanding and compassionate with each other yeah and um, so setting up uh, um, steps setting up steps and um, to, to, to put in place? What, what are, what steps do you have to make, to guarantee that you have, um, the, the space that you need to have downtime? Yeah. So yes, you might have to put those steps into your, your life and actually design, design your life, how to design your life. That's one of the things that we go through is how to design your life so that you have work and play balance. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a topic we'll definitely come back to. Love to talk more about play, different ideas um, on how to set those boundaries, tools that you can uh, use to really prosper. Excellent. Right on. Just remember, you do you and keep it real. Thanks so much. See you next time. Have Have a great day.